Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Chronic Sisters podcast. You're joined by your usual hosts, Jess and Sean. Welcome back, everybody, to episode eight. Nine. Nine. Oh, wow. Whoa. <laughs> I know that. I feel like I've missed a week of my life. Well, you have, because you've literally been working <laughs> like a dog. <laughs> like a dog. So, yeah, it's, it's episode nine. Episode nine. Yes. Feeling fine. Okay. No, Less I'm of not. that. The bloody diamoeba <laughs> hey, puns. Hey, that... That is good. Feeling fine, but I'm not. That get dives in well to this week. It does. It does. It does. But stop skipping ahead. Sorry, stop it. Getting you excited. How are you, sister? How am I? Um, I am not really good. No. Um, very tired. Feeling fine, but not really fine. Um, I have worked 110 hours in the last fortnight. That's too many. Too many. They grouped all of my shifts together at the f- second week of one fortnight and the first week of another. Oh, my gosh. And now I'm a tired, sore human. You are. You can hear Bundy With in the background. Bundy's tippy-tappy feet. So for you all, we're back at my house this week. <laughs> and I did attempt to walk my tired soul with my achy body around the block so that wouldn't happen. But Alas, uh, when you message me that, bunny. absolutely, because when you message, oh, I've got to take Bunny for a walk so he'll be quiet for the episode. I was like, you know, he doesn't turn off his breathing <laughs> or his general existence. Walking I is know. not going to change that. I know. Oh, well, it was I, did, worth a try. I gave it a hot shot and just fucked myself. Over He's like, well, exactly. Why not? But yeah, one more nail in the coffin. Yeah, hey? How good. How anyway, good. Anyway, that's been my week, my gal. How are you? Oh, you know. Probably same, same, but with less working hours, I guess. Yeah, like fine. Yeah, but I you, had, you just came back from a nice little, exp- little get away. So I managed to get away, have a little weekend retreat. Um, so I got gifted a weekend stay at um, Hidden Cabins, and we finally booked it in. Um, and we got our little own little escape for the weekend. But Zach's doing his PhD, and submission is in five weeks time now so he spent the majority down to four actually okay four what look it's close (laughs) but not far enough um so he's been editing the whole time while we were away but it was a beautiful space we were in the bush like it was just gorgeous there was some rain there was sunshine we got the best of both worlds and the cabin looked lush and the mattress looked divine (laughs) it was my body was very happy sleeping in that space it was like a little tiny home. It was so cute, so well put together. And yeah, it was just a little little staycation for us both. But um, fuck me, mozzies. Yeah. Out in the bush are huge, like humongous. And I saw an ant that was like the size of my thumb. I swear to God. You have a long thumb I have too. a long ass thumb. Those fuckers, they literally, you could put a saddle on them and ride them. They were fucking huge and i was like because zach would tell me about like big ants in general conversation like in our relationship <laughs> of like a story How like he got you talk about yes, ants? <laughs> top topic um no he was telling a story about a time he got bit by an ant i was like it's an ant uh-huh. like whatever and he was like nah these are really big ants i was like fuck off tell me again <laughs> That is a big ant. And he was saying this, I think they're called like sergeant ants or something. They're fucking long boys, eh? Like real <laughs> long. 
Anyway, what you could see in the bush. That was the most Aussie you've ever sounded. <laughs> now, fucking long boys, eh? <laughs> I've been in the bush for a weekend and who am I? Steve Irwin. <laughs> so we were feeding him fruit. We were just throwing fruit at them. To the big ants? Yeah. Well, you probably attracted more of them, you No, idiot. they were quite a while. They were in like a nest. They were busy building something. Um, but it was just giving them a little snack, you know, a little bit of sugar. It was yeah. fun. Oh I love God. watching ants. Do you ever do that when you're in the pool? You just in watch the, the ants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my mum and dad's pool, if you're in the pool and there'll be ants on the side and they'll find like a dead bug and you just watch them like hack at this dead bug's body and then just like carry it along the, the pool. You don't do that? No. Okay, just me. <laughs> Fuck. You're an odd bod, aren't you? Yeah, look. Time oh flies God. when you're having fun and watching ants. But yeah, so I saw big ants, had some relaxation I love that. time. How's your week been, Sean? I saw some big ants. Like, <laughs> big. It was been a fucking great week then, hasn't great it? Great week. Oh, no, I got broken up with, not with Zach, but my cardiologist. Oh, did he dump you? He dumped me. You didn't tell me he dumped you. He, oh, I forgot. I was too distracted I, by I the ants. I asked you, how did the appointment go? Yeah, the appointment went fine, but I got but broken up with. Oh, why did he dump you? I don't know. It wasn't him. It was his replacement that told me. Sad. 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 Got stood up. My own appointment. Oh. Got replaced by a locum. I was like, that's not the one, is it? How was your echo? Echo was fine. Still a leaky bitch, um, but not more so than last year. So we're a-okay. Just a little leaky. Just a little Leakage, bit. Leakage, freakage. Mm, mild. Mild mitral valve prolapse. Ooh. Oh, spicy. Don't worry about it if it's mild. Yes, yeah, whatever. Whatever. You know, it Keep used to be moderate. Yeah. I got myself better. Yeah. How? Fuck Magic. knows. Honestly, I said, how does that even happen? He's like, don't know. This was like a couple <laughs> of years ago, obviously. But um, yeah, so I got broken up with. And for all our chronic listeners out there, we've all had that happen. It's heartbreaking. Isn't it? It is so sad. And I don't know why. I, don't, I think he's retiring or something, but then he's going to do private rooms and stuff. But he's on long service leave and blah, blah, blah. Having oh. a life, I guess. But <laughs> that's really it sad. just sucks because yeah. then you've got to have that whole conversation and like, you know, start your story again, and it's exhausting. Hell. And then I had a student in the room as well. Oh, bloody hell! We're all for learning, though. Bloody hell! But yeah, so um, it was fine. We're all good. Should we hop to our first segment? Let's. Even though I don't know if we have any, but we're going there. We'll go in there anyway because we're all about routine. Because it's right. time for the fun fact follow-up. <laughs> now this isn't a fun fact follow-up but just out of interest and a bit of mm. marketplace madness Ooh. what's happening with your table it's not still there oh it's definitely still there sean i've been busy fuck me i've been away it's gonna get weather damaged it's fine i touched it it's good I just a bit dusty it. Fuck She's me. fine. Do something about that. Yeah, it's on the list of things to do for next week, doll. Oh Don't worry. Oh, my God. Don't worry. By next episode, no, you will you're have... saying that because you know <laughs> that you'll... Oh, no. You might what? get... You might ask and say, you're not saying because we might miss next week, but we should be able to jam one in. Yeah, we'll be fine. Oh, I'm counting you hostage. Okay. Holding you hostage. I, that's fine. Um, I By next episode, I will have 
fixed that situation. And are you going to get a new dining table by then or not? Oh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I like living the Japanese life, sitting on the floor. Yeah, eating I don't, off I don't the coffee mind table. It. We'll probably do it tonight. Yeah, we definitely will. Yeah, no. Because I hate sitting on a sofa and um, eating, Anything. like, not off a table. Yeah. I can't do it. Nah. But that's why I've got those bloody Little old tables. Table, those stable that's why we've now. got them as well. I know. Yes, yes. Very nice. So good. Yes. Well, nothing much exciting to report on our end then for this week. I'm going away, though, for a few nights for my yes. mum's birthday. So we're recording this week at the start of the week. Because yeah. I'm not here for the end of the week. Yeah, we've really squishing and it in there, are That's what happens we? when you work 110 hours in a row. And then fuck off. To get some time to fuck off. Honestly. Anyway, I'm so very rude. excited. I will put up lots of snaps for you all. Yeah, make us all jealous. Yes. Thanks. You need to put up some cabin snaps for the people yeah, too. Yeah, don't worry. They they They're will coming? have come this week. Great. We're in the future. We're in the future. Kind of. Well, yes. I hope you have a good week, Sean, in oh, the future. Thank you. <laughs> I hope I've had... I hope you've slept well, future Sean. <laughs> I hope you've rested. Digest. I hope you've gotten your antibiotics. How's your spitty... Yes, how's your spitty bum? Yeah. <laughs> Still spitty, um, but less spitty. It was fine. Oh, the toilet at the cabin was a, a compostable one. So it was off the grid, what's, right? What's a compostable toilet? Um, Like a drop, a drop toilet. Oh, a drop toilet. Yeah, okay. but it's compostable because you've got to like spread some sawdust on it. Oh, like a scoop a lot, of sawdust. A lot of the... Um airbnb tiny homes in new zealand have the oh, dust okay thing. yeah and i the was dust, wondering what that was dust and then you got to squirt some enzymes in on it in a spray bottle after you every after time you after poop, you wee or yeah. shit just poop just poop okay just poop um but all of the boys have to sit and wee because the seat is pressure so it's like these like it looks like a normal toilet except when you open the lid to like look into the toilet mm. there's just these two flaps like an airplane uh no like you can't see down it's like to, a, a door almost to the, to the toilet underneath the toilet seat but when you sit on the toilet seat oh the doors open oh and so you do your business and then when you get up the, the doors do- close wow so you have to sit on it to wee because otherwise it will splash everywhere do their balls touch the flaps as you sit? No, because they like, as you sit, the the doors go to the side. Okay. It's their like nuts the might mix. touch before they flip open. No, I don't think so. Because okay. it's a pressure thing. Like as you release the pressure, their doors close. Okay. So uh, they'd have to be pretty long balls for it to be. <laughs> I mean, some might have. Dangly nuts. Yeah, I think they, they continually grow, don't they? over someone's age and if you don't wear fucking knickers like old mate he's gonna be around his ankles yeah ankle swingers literally (laughs) his balls would have touched the flat so fun anyway anyway there you go fun fact about about? compostable toilets we were talking about your fun fact follow-up and i said how's your spitty bum oh yeah i'm getting my drugs on wednesday because i'm going to the dentist and get me filling that's why i need my drugs Mm. <laughs> and Sean said she was collecting her metronidazole last week on yeah. the episode. Look, so you're lying. I'm not lying. I had every you're intention. You're a piece of garbage. <laughs> still a piece of garbage. Anyway, great. Yeah, still lying. a piece of garbage. Thank you. That's another fun fact. Like we'll carry through for the third week in a row. <laughs> Thank you kindly. Trifecta. Yes. All right. Let's get into this episode. Stop All jingling right. your sorry, microphone Sorry, I'm just around. getting comfy. I'm so sorry. Okay. All right, I'm here. I'm ready. All right. This week's episode. This week's episode. Let's get into it. Tell me, what is it? T- 
toxic positivity. Oh, all right. You know, I never knew the definition of toxic positivity. I, I kind of roundabout knew what it was, mm. but I didn't know the definition. Yeah, because you love a bit of research. I do. Hey? You know me. I know, I know. So I've smashed a few different um, definitions together okay, to sure. one that I enjoy okay. slash can wrap my head around. Yeah, go for it. So it's the excessive and ineffective overgeneralization of a happy, optimistic state across all situations. It can result in denial, minimization, and invalidation of the authentic human experience. Mm-hmm. It can silence negative emotions, demean grief, make people feel under pressure to pretend to be happy even when they are struggling. So it's it's literally like a fake it till you make it. Literally. In like a... But on, on like extreme. Extreme levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point of ignoring everything else. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it can be really, really toxic well it's literally in the title yeah but like i find with the reason i wanted to do this episode or this topic was to kind of discuss how toxic positivity and chronic illness kind of coexist almost you know they're intertwined of Mm -hmm. this like mentality and it kind of flows on from last week of when we were talking about what we don't like when people say mm-hmm. like oh and um what's the dude johnny ruffo mm. when he said like he hates it when people are like stay positive mate stay strong yeah stay strong mate stay positive stay positive it's it's almost it's that it's you're, you're right it's that invalidation of what you're feeling right mm. and i just find like with chronic illness as well like you can feel the pressure of being normal and then you've almost got to like Fake it till you make it every single moment Mm. of every single day. Mm -hmm. And you almost get lost in like what you actually feel by that point. Like Zach catches me out all the freaking time. He does. Oh man. Like people will be like, how are you? I'm like, I'm okay. And he'll go like literally in the background, like she's lying. (laughs) Or no, you're not. Are you? I'm like, oh but then also, like, it's that balance, right, of I don't really want to have to tell everyone legitimately how I feel. This is one of those, like, casual conversations of you don't need to pour your heart out to someone and be like, I'm actually not doing very well, blah, blah, blah. You know? Mm. Sometimes you just want to say I'm fine mm. and not have to tell the story all over again. But I get it. I get it, the whole toxic positivity thing. Yeah, and I think... Here are like some common expressions and experiences of toxic positivity Mm -hmm. to help you kind of recognize how it shows up in your day-to-day life. Because I was like, oh, no, I don't think I do that. And then I was like, as I was doing the research and I was talking to Sham, we felt personally victimized. Oh, yeah. So one, hiding or masking your true feelings, which is kind of what Sham just spoke about. About literally being like, oh, I'm good. I'm not really Trying to, this is a classic Jess here, trying to just get on with it by uh, dismissing emotions or feelings. Yeah, perfect. Feeling guilty for what you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Often. Dude. Minimizing other people's experiences with feel-good quotes or statements. We do it every single episode. (laughs) Fuck. We might have to change what we do. Our whole brand is based off of this. Stop. Oh, my God, Jess. Fuck. 
trying to give someone a perspective instead of validating their emotional experience. We don't do that. We don't do that because we're all about that validation. We're, yeah, we don't do that. <laughs> Hang on, take it back, take education. it back. Shaming others for expressing frustration or anything other than positivity. We don't do that. No, we don't do that. And brushing things off that are bothering you. I mean, I do that. We do that a lot. A lot. A lot. But so that's some signs of how you can see it in your Mm. day-to-day life. But it is there. It's bloody everywhere. Yeah. But I think because it's that whole thing of like anything that's not positive is too much effort for those around you, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're told that you're being difficult if you're being truthful. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. But it's taking that thinking and almost – removing all feelings Mm -hmm. of negativity so it's like an obsession that it has to be positive and you're then pushing that obsession onto those around you and almost denying any negative feeling within your like stratosphere yeah to be like good vibes only like when that's not reality. No. And a person who believes that they must only be positive, they ignore serious problems and they don't address their underlying issues. Yeah, it's complete it's denial. Like, it's like I read somewhere about a negativity jar. And if you just ignore the negative feelings that you have, your jar mm. just gets fuller and fuller and fuller and fuller until it combusts. Yeah, yeah. And then you're so negative. So a lot of people are so extreme in their mm, emotions because mm-hmm. they just ignore, 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 ignore till they bubble over. Yeah, and then it's all consuming. Yeah, and people who demand positivity from others may then offer insufficient support or make loved ones feel judged because they're so positive. They expect that from other people. And when people that they interact with aren't as positive as they are, Mm. they're almost a little bit judgy to them. Yeah, and almost if you're on the recipient end of it, you don't want to bring your real feelings to that person yeah, in fear of, of how they're going to judge being you judged and be perceived. because you're not being positive yeah. and then it will you'll it will go for that whole invalidating experience of just like oh you'll be fine it, so typical here we go typical phrases that can happen during toxic positivity are just some of the old gems of <laughs> all the things we hate basically yeah don't think about it. Stay positive. Those ones. Yeah, we love Don't those. Don't worry. Be happy. Those bad boys. Yeah, we love those. Everything works out in the end, doll. <laughs> I'm on fire. You are on fire. Positive vibes only, sweetie. Yeah. If you can do it, if I can do it, so can you, doll. Yeah. Honestly, it's like oh. one of those like horrendous aerobic um, fitness instructors yeah. when they're like shouting at the top of their Look lungs. Look for the silver lining, you know. There's always something. This, this everything happens for a reason. Everything sweetie. happens for a reason. So, some of the things that you can say instead of that, mm-hmm. right, are that say saying something like "That must be really hard," or "I'm sorry you're going through this," or "This just really sucks right now." Is there anything I could do to support you? Rather than the whole things will work out. Look on the bright side. Stop it. You know, and it's just it's trying to re refocus that, but. I think what I struggle with around like this whole toxic positivity and you've got to be, you know, excelling always, it kind of bleeds in. And this isn't toxic positivity, what I'm about to talk about, but it's on the same genre, if you will, of like that you don't bring value unless you you excel Mm -hmm. at something, Mm -hmm. right? So like I find it really difficult to 
focus on this like on Instagram, on Facebook, social media, there's a lot of people um, within the disability space or the chronic illness space that excel at something mm. physical. Mm -hmm. And the reason that it's so profound is because it, the expectation of someone being unwell and being disabled is that they can't achieve that thing, mm -hmm. right? And it is amazing when people can do that. It's amazing when you have amputees that are sprinting or climbing mountains or whatever, like it's amazing, but it almost makes the, you know, the common person, the, the general disabled the general chronically ill feel invalidated because they don't excel and therefore don't bring mm. value in that mm -hmm. mindset and it, i find it really difficult around like the paralympics of like how the paralympians which again amazing, amazing. people train so hard for it is it's incredible what they can do as is any athlete like olympian or paralympian but it's just that whole thing of that focusing on you have to excel at something mm -hmm. in order to to be validated by the able-bodied community in that space. Mm. Like you have to be amazing at something. But that's just even like normal social media, hey? Like if you look at someone's Instagram page and scroll down their feed, it is all positive things. Mm. It is the highlight reel of someone's life, yeah, right? Totally. And it is so toxic when you spend hours and hours and hours and the people, the people above me who mm. work out your algorithm just start feeding you with mm. toxic positivity. Yep. And when you see something, you know, you see someone cry, you see someone put a vulnerable post up, people are feel uncomfortable mm. reading it mm. because that's not what's on social media normally. Normally yep. it's just constant, look at me thriving, look at me killing it, look at me doing these amazing things. Yep. And then people put up something, a real raw post on how they're actually feeling or expressing what they've been through. Mm. And it stirs a lot of uncomfortable feelings within people and it, and it does get people talking, mm. but often not for the, uh, the right reason. It's that someone's just disrupted their cruise through pos a positive feed, you know? Totally. And so that's why I think that those posts do attract a lot of attention because it's it's not a common thing at no. all. Yeah, and I think I even catch myself like um, when something will come up of that like raw post, mm. I almost catch, I can feel myself go, oh. Yeah, scroll past that. And then if I'm going to do it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, don't be that mm -hmm. guy. Don't be that person. I know. Don't do it. I know. Because it's so confronting on that baseline of be amazing, be happy, be mm. positive. Mm. And it is that toxic. It's like... Um, but that's like this whole podcast space. We've, we've challenging that every day we're going against the grain and mm. we're trying not to, although we finish with a quote, um, <laughs> we're trying not to focus and be those toxic positive people. Yeah. And I think that is why we have so, the listeners that we do have because they like the fact that we're real and we're raw and we, mm. don't, we don't hide the bad bits. No. And I think also with, with this whole toxic positivity thing, it's not saying that all positivity is toxic. 
That's no. that's the defining no. point, isn't it? And being positive is healthy. Yeah. You, you have to be positive. Yeah. But you have to also, with positivity, comes other feelings in life too and acknowledge yeah. them as well. Yeah. Well, like humans have a wide range of emotions and to feel as though you can only feel one thing is so unhuman because that's literally not how we've been designed to, to function. And it is around that whole understanding that it is also a coping mechanism potentially at first Mm. that becomes this like it's too easy to keep going now and therefore it shuts everything else out. And you can start to isolate yourself and in doing that, further isolate yourself in the future because people will disengage from Mm -hmm. you. Because it's not real. No. And it's interesting. A study done by the Science of People said that 67.8% of people experience toxic positivity in a week. Whoa. So that's more than half Mm. of the people out there can say, yep, I've experienced toxic positivity. But I think it's probably more than that because a lot of people probably don't know the full definition and what it is and how it can be seen in life in just such little things. Yeah. Like it's everywhere. Yeah. And, and sometimes we do it unintentionally, but then you realize what that's doing to you now. Yeah. And it's all taught behavior, right? Like this in mass media, you know, books, literature, the whole shebang, your parents, your family, you're taught these small, minute elements of toxic positivity. And just the way to interact with people. You yep. want to be nice to people. So you sa- you say things and you're taught to say things like, or stay strong, be positive. Like, you Mm. know, it's not going to be bad forever. We're taught to say those things to make people like us. Yeah. And to be like, to come across as friendly, kind people. Mm. And it's just, it's another study from the same group said that 75% of people said that they often ignore their emotions in favor of being happy. Exactly. And if we go back to Kat and Amy's episode with the psychology sisters, you know, they spoke about our brains are wired to not feel uncomfortable. Mm. To, they're wired to ignore the bad. Yeah. So we, our brains, that's how we are. We almost have this innate feeling to mm. be positive and to ignore those feelings. And then it's just kind of like lubricated out there. That, that, that That's what we end up doing. Yeah, exactly. Because we don't like to feel uncomfortable. No. And negative emotions, grief, sorrow, depression, all of those emotions and all of those states are uncomfortable for people to witness, Mm. let alone someone to go through. But I feel like it's that toxic positivity comes more from those that witnessing it. Mm. So they're like, oh, I need to fix this and let's move on, like stop crying or Mm -hmm. stop being sad. Mm. Oh, it could be worse. Like, you know, uh, do you know what? Uh, Growing up, my (laughs) mum... It's the same thing of like when you you didn't want to eat dinner, you know, oh, there's starving children in Africa. Like, you know, it's that pressure yeah. to to excel and be positive within, like, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, even I've just realized, like, because I say it all the time, I come home from a day of work and I'm like, my day could be worse. Like, it's things like that. Yeah. And they add up. And, like, I read another study and it was saying that toxic positivity, it's, it's so much worse now than it was. And mm. COVID's been a big thing for that. Right. Because, especially with social media, because, like, in this in forced time alone, mm. 
it's almost like you've been expected to improve. Oh. So you've had this forced time on your own. Yeah. So have you developed a new skill? Are you Learn fitter? A new yeah. Are you fitter than you were before? Have yeah. you created a new business while everyone else is drowning and their businesses are struggling? Have you done something good with your mm. time? Mm-hmm. Like, and so people have had all this time on their own, mm. and it's not like. We're, we're not checking in on each other's mental health to say how fucking hard has this been? Yeah. It's So what have you done? What yeah. productive things have you done? Yeah. What can you look back on and say, I've achieved this? Totally. Wow. Totally. Hey, I know. It's, it's honestly, and even, so that's on like a larger scale, right? But like I can feel it around that whole guilt of, you know, not achieving or whatever of like if I have a day off, And like, I've just sat and rested or, you know, seemingly done nothing. And I'll be like, oh, I haven't, I should have. I haven't achieved. I should have, you know. Done more. Waxed the floors or something, you know, dusted the skirting boards with a toothbrush. I don't know. I do need to do my skirting boards. Stop it. (laughs) Your house is always impeccable. I know, but no, don't look at the skirting board stuff. (laughs) Don't look, don't look. Don't look. So if we're talking about toxic positivity and, you know, being the person on the receiving end and then just self-toxic positivity, I Mm -hmm. think we talk about how we can avoid it. So some strategies for avoiding self-imposed toxic positivity, it includes basic things and we speak about it in many of our episodes, but recognizing negative emotions is normal and an important part of the human experience. And that's what we try to do every day. We recognize we don't like to sit in the bad, but we like to acknowledge it. Yeah. It's that whole thing of like, if you don't, if you ignore it, it will, it will still stay there Yeah, and it will only continue to grow. So it's about identifying and naming them Mm. rather than avoiding them. Yeah. And I read somewhere, I can't remember what, and again, this is going off on a tangent here but i remember calling it no let me start again i remember reading something and this person was describing how they dealt with anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. and stuff and they went to a therapist and it was similar to when i got told to um recognize and acknowledge my anxiety like getting on a bus or trying to talk to me kind of thing and they gave their anxiety a persona or like a name so that they saw it as not them that it was something in addition to them Mm -hmm. not that it was all consuming Mm -hmm. of them and it's similar in that your feelings aren't you you're feeling them Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah 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 it does it's something that's happening to you, but yeah. it's not it's, it's not, not you. you. Exactly. And I think that's leads in nicely to the next thing is about talking to trusted people about these feelings and emotions. Mm. You don't need to bottle it all up. It's happening to you and you're allowed to and should talk about it. It's about seeking support from non-judgmental people. It's about seeing trusted friends. It's about seeing a therapist, it's yep. acknowledging all of that. And if you catch yourself feeling either overly negative or it, purposely ignoring and being Mm. toxically positive Mm. acknowledge it and talk to people because i can guarantee you there's people out there feeling exactly the same oh my god there's always someone feeling the same as you there's never you've never felt something that no one else has felt before or that no one else is feeling at that exact moment exactly and a person can avoid imposing toxic positivity on others by encouraging people to speak openly about their emotions but also like what i find is getting more comfortable with negative negative emotions like i think Mm. Like, look, I'll say it. I am queen at dealing with 
getting people <laughs> uncomfortable in conversation. Yeah. Like that's my job. Yeah. I am very happy to talk about the hard things for other people. For other people. Yeah. But it that Yes, I'm not as good for myself and I will only open up to trusted people. Mm. But it's still a skill to have to be able to create a space for someone else to feel safe to have difficult conversations. Absolutely. I have girlfriends that just because of their own uncomfortable feelings with will not hold a space for someone else and it's no fault of their own they just haven't Mm. practiced it and aren't good at it whereas you can tell me the worst thing ever and i'm happy to sit there and listen Mm. and provide a non-judgmental ear you know yeah but so i challenge you all to maybe ask your close friend a difficult question yeah one that might stir some emotions or might make your friend think or, you know, force an honest moment between the two of you. But if you can do that, that's really acknowledging the hard things. What are some of the things that like people could do to hold that space? So, you know, if, if someone has recently lost someone in terms of like they've passed away, they've died, what are some of the key? But I honestly think just the most basic thing is to ask someone how they feel truly feel truly feel and if they say fine or good ask them again mm. it's something as simple as like you and i do it to each other all the time how are you? yeah good no but how are you but how are you really how are you really yeah and you know we do that on the podcast every week it's that it's that easy yeah and if someone starts crying or your friend gets teary just sit there for a bit sit mm. in silence mm. be comfortable with silence and just Tell them that you're there and that you're willing to listen and you want to listen. It's okay. And it's okay. And you want to be there in that moment with them. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Yeah, totally. But if you can start doing those things, you'll you'll probably amaze yourself with the depth of and quality of conversation that you start to have with people because mm. you're no longer having the superficial chat. Yeah. You're getting to know people on a deeper level. You're really getting to know their authentic self. You're challenging yourself and you probably get to know yourself a bit better in how you interact with them in their more vulnerable moments. Yeah. Very big tangent, but seriously, yeah. it does, <laughs> you're not having the toxic positivity, like the, the, the bloody chat you have at the shops when you run into someone you haven't seen from high school for oh, 10 years. Oh, God. Like, yeah, good, babe. Yeah, thriving. Yeah, I live in a cute little house by my bitch. And yeah, I work a few jobs. I'm loving life. Feeling so good. Yeah, going on a holiday this week. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally how I could sell myself. Yeah, yeah, totally. To someone I don't have any investment in. Mm. No interest in, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen for a million years. That's that's, but that's it, isn't it? Yeah. That's that's the grocery aisle chat yeah. you have with someone, and it's totally that. Just gave me like a little memory thing of like you seen on Facebook and stuff with the memes and of like, you know, um, the best friend memes of uh, how to show if you're a, if you're the best friend of someone, and it just reminded me of like bringing it round in a roundabout way classic Sean of when we see people that we're not invested with you get that superficial positive highlight reel of Instagram right of an audible Mm -hmm. level Mm -hmm. it's the real connective people the real people that are in your life that get to see you but behind that mask behind the facade of positive life and it's it's the it's the people that you can like sit in silence with or sit in their untidy home or their you know in 
dirty clothes they haven't showered they're crying on the floor it's those moments that are really true in connection yeah because it's the reality of life it makes me think about it like that trend that went around at the end of last year i fucking got sucked into it too the show your yeah show your year in 30 seconds or a minute or whatever it was show Mm. your 2021 in a minute and Mm. i fucking did it too i did do it as a reminder that there were and i did make a point of saying that i did it because i had to force myself to remind myself that there were good times last year and what was the hardest year for me yeah but again if i didn't put that as a caption and just wrote 2021 how sick yeah like that's toxic positivity that not one part of that one minute did it show me struggling through what was the worst year Mm. for myself and my health in a really really long time it was like look at all these good bits Mm -hmm. and you know when everyone was doing it that became your your feed, didn't yep. it? You just scrolled through yep. everyone's life and thought, fuck, they did more than me last yep. year. I've not done enough. What can I do more next year? Mm-hmm. And you set this precedence for yourself before the years even started mm. of what amazing things can I achieve? Just keeping up with the Joneses, yeah. but in a 2022 kind of setting. Yeah. Like I, I always find myself like, what even with my close friends now of like people who are together married buying houses or doing whatever i'm like how are they doing this like yeah we all went to uni at the same time like we're all kind of like in the same level of jobs like how are they doing this and you're like oh it's not like i feel so inadequate and blah 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 but <laughs> you're you're like putting them up on this pedestal when in reality they're like struggling financially having arguments like you know not happy and i'm not saying that's the reality of my close friends but it might be i don't know yeah yeah but i'm just saying like we (laughs) spend so much time comparing Comparing. yeah honestly comparison is the thief of joy it is my friend as the saying goes we love a saying we love a quote fuck toxic positivity man (laughs) it's like once you see a blue car that's all you can see and i'm like everything that's coming out my mouth right now is just absolute Uh Mm -hmm. britney spears toxic level (laughs) i saw somewhere that someone wrote we're so wrapped up in a world full of staying positive that we are ashamed to actually feel anything else i think that literally sums up all of the above oh absolutely but i think what's important to say though is that we're not saying or we aren't or obviously we're not saying that toxic positivity is the be all and end all you can be optimistic so that's not saying that positivity is a bad thing like you need some element of that get up and go to kind of like get you through the shit times But the key part of it is to not ignore the fact that shit times are happening or will happen. Like this idea of like it can only be happy, smiley all the time is just not reality. And it's it's you can still be. And that's what I found really difficult when kind of like looking at this of being like, well, they're just saying that we can't even be positive anymore. Like even positive is, you know, something that can be judged upon and you know, it, it, it's always reviewed and remarked upon, but it, it's it's the meaning behind it that is being questioned and whether it's the only lens that you're looking through or whether it's the lens that you choose to look through. 
whilst also acknowledging that there are other options happening at yeah. the same time. Absolutely. It's that whole, if I don't think about it, it's not happening. Yeah. Ignore, ignore, ignore. Ignore. Which has been like, you know, the the common thread throughout I think a lot of people with chronic illnesses life of like if you just dissociate ignore too hard to deal with pretend it's not happening and we'll be fine yeah and again it's about making other people feel uncomfortable like imagine if everyone else with the chronic illness everyone out there Mm. were open and felt safe to talk about how they felt all the time. Yeah. Imagine the forced conversations amongst the community with the able-bodied to the non-able-bodied. Like, mm. imagine that. Yeah. Like, it would stir so much that it is the easy way out yeah. of just ignoring. But I think also with that, even within the chronic illness community, right, we can almost invalidate your own experience by, again, comparing, because comparing is a thief of joy, but of like when someone is telling you a story and and opening up and sharing a story about themselves mm-hmm. with you and then they go oh not as bad as yours though yeah you're invalidating your experience stop because then you're also number 1 you're invalidating your own experience number 2 you make me feel bad for existing yes <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you're like, okay, if I wasn't as shitty in my health department, you'd be fine telling me this story and not feel bad at the fact that you're not X, Y, Z of the things, you know? It's just this like, like, oh, sorry, you're actually worse off than I am. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Oh, I can't, I shouldn't really complain to you. No. Because, you know, you've stubbed your toe that time. And I've just had mine fall off, but you know, at least mine got stuck back on yeah. and you lost your toenail. Oh. <laughs> Stop. I don't know where I pulled that I story think, from. Oh yeah, that's a random one. But <laughs> I think if we're talking about going back to what you were just saying then about toxic positivity and genuine optimism, yeah, I found this really good thing which kind of summarizes the two mm. and how they're different. Because you're like, well, being positive is fine. Being optimistic is being positive. Yeah. But it's a bit different. So like... Toxic positivity is about bypassing your real emotions yeah. about the event. You ignore. bypass them. You ignore. Bow, bow. Whereas being optimistic, you genuinely feel the feelings when they do come up. Mm. Being toxically positive, you force positivity to a situation prematurely before you've even processed what's happened. So I'm happy. So I, I'm stoked about it. Whereas if you're optimistic, you allow optimism to emerge after you've processed the feelings at the event and, you know, you get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah get I get it? it, I get it. So, like, if you're toxically positive, you ignore or repress your emotions, whereas if you're optimistic, you still acknowledge them and you offer yourself compassion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a kinder version. Yeah, it's a, it is kinder. It's about positivity is seen as morally good and challenging those feelings would be negative. Mm-hmm. Whereas optimistic, you're able to embrace the good feelings, tolerate and process the uncomfortable ones. So we want to be optimistic. We want to be optimistic. We want to be optimistic. So like toxic positivity, there's no space or feeling. There's no space for uncomfortable feelings. You don't even create the space. No. Whereas optimistic, you create that space and you're hopeful and you're curious. That's a better way to put it. Yeah. I like that. That's nice. I like that. The the thing that came to my head when you were talking about like toxic positivity and like you force positivity before you've even done the thing Mm. or the thing has happened. I know you haven't seen it, but I'm going to tell it for the people anyway, because they would have seen it. The Lego movie. 
No. I know you wouldn't have because it's also I think animated. Mum will have to follow me up on this. I think we did take um, my god kids or cousins to that movie. Yeah. So the the first like opening song is everything is awesome, and it goes goes through the whole <laughs> montage of um, him getting ready for work, and it's like this most mundane job and. You know, he is toxically positive about life. And that whole movie is about him being brought back into like this reality of Lego. It doesn't make sense, but (laughs) he is toxically positive. Mm. He meets someone who's very, very cynical and they like balance each other out. Yeah. A classic movies plot line for you. But it literally but a deeper meaning if you think about it if you think about it because i literally thought about it when you were explaining it i was like it's the dude from the lego movie there you go i have to show you the video if that's how you learn everybody then there you go you're welcome you know what i also found this really funny thing because you know we're talking about therapy and how good therapy is and it's important that you have people you feel safe with to talk to to acknowledge a different uh, feelings that you you feel during yeah, life. yeah and i was saying how my experience with you know very early on if we're going back to like season one my experience with a therapist but i just kind of felt she was my hype girl because yeah. she was like yeah babe, that shit that shit they're fucked oh my god you're so much better than them yeah and she just hyped me up i yeah. found this quote and i was like holy shit i feel attacked but it's so true it was it literally said if your therapist therapist convinces you that you are flawless and everyone else is toxic then you need a fucking therapist to fix your therapy <laughs> and i was like oh my god oh, no. that, that's why i got nothing out of that yeah she was toxically positive <laughs> yeah she's like you got it you got it you could do so much better literally yeah yeah wild the better therapists are the ones that show you the real feeling and the real true meaning behind the things that you're doing and they help you through those moments. Yes. Rather than, you go, girl. You go, babe. They're all assholes. She, I, don't, I don't even think I ever told you this. She tried, or maybe I did mention on the podcast, she tried to set me up. I was like, I was like two weeks single, rock bottom, not getting out of bed, not eating. She said that she had another client. Shut up. That she wanted to set me up with. Shut up. That had gone through the same situation, but it was the man and he was super driven she told me what he did for a living what he did for a job how he treated his girlfriend who cheated on him and that we would be great together and that she could set us up what wild and i was like i don't even want to eat breakfast let alone talk to someone i feel like she date. Was- anyway wild also toxically positive just validate the fact that i've been left here and i'm sad and alone yeah and just work on eating again fix fix stop honestly we're glad we don't see her anymore nice person but holy shit wow yeah i forgot about that i know that's wildly inappropriate i feel i know and i was so it was all bad like i got recommended her by a few, two people actually, but maybe that was just their way of getting on with things. They just like to be positive, but it was, so I didn't know where it was. And then when I went to my first appointment, the most fucked up thing was it was overlooking the space of where my ex trained for footy. Oh, So I could it. see him out the window Shut of up. this fucking building. <laughs> 
And I was like, that's in there. That's I him. him. See him? I kill him. <laughs> and so she's telling me about dating someone else. I'm like, I can see the fuck with... Anyway, it was just... A, it was a lot. That's a lot to deal with. It was so much. I know. And, and I know. that's when we find another therapist. Yeah. And, and oh, we didn't go back, Doc. We didn't don't go worry, back. But still, holy shit. I just shit. feel bad when people stay with a therapist that they don't enjoy. Because they feel bad? Because they feel bad. I know. Doc, if you went to a hairdresser, right? Let's think about it this way. If you went to a hairdresser and they gave you a buzz cut and you asked for like an inch off and they only left you with an inch, you'd never fucking go back there. You would find another hairdresser. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that doesn't work with therapists. I know, I know. Why do you feel? Because you're talking about an emotional thing. I know. Well, see, I did this a little bit oh, with God. my previous eyebrow lady. Like oh. I wasn't happy, but I was so deep into the therapeutic relationship yeah. that we were friends and Facebook friends and she oh, really no. liked me and she really liked my life and oh, loved gosh. catching up yeah i wasn't happy with my brows and then i actually got out of it quite well because she they didn't tell anyone that their salon was closing oh and their salon just closed i went to book my appointment but i couldn't because they weren't there anymore <laughs> and i was like oh have they moved no they didn't move to another location they all went to different places so i just lost her Oh, really nice girl. But that was the same. Like, I, if I wasn't happy, I should have just gone. You should have just gone. I know. But Why I do we feel like it's just like. And I will can't. never leave you ever, Katie. So don't <laughs> fucking run away on me. <laughs> Tell me if your salon's clothing. <laughs> I will come to your home. I know where you live. <laughs> That's not creepy at all. <laughs> She's just around the corner. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I think. Look. If I've learned one thing is that I've been toxically positive um, throughout without, my life. And without realising. Not meaning to. I know. We're always putting a name on things. We love doing that. But I think also we have to give it the justice of sometimes it needed to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes shit was hitting the fan and you needed a pooper scooper. And the pooper scooper was toxic positivity. I'm tired what and hungry. I don't that? know what's coming out of my mouth anymore. Okay. Look, I agree. I have found, I know we're going to hop to questions and quotes, but okay. I have found a few quotes about toxic positivity. Okay. And I'm talking like four or five of them. So bear with me. Okay. Well, you can have mine then. Okay. I won't, I won't bring one sure, this week. Sure. But I'm just going to roll. They're kind of similar, but they just kind of sum up the conversation perfectly and just make you think a little bit. Yeah. I've done some hardcore delving, but look. We love a nosedive into the facts. I know. So this one is so nice and it, and it makes you just feel human. Okay. You can be sad, angry, upset, anxious, drained, overwhelmed, unsure, or afraid, but you can still be positive. Right? You can be both, saying you can be both at the same time. Oh, you can feel okay. all of these things and you can feel positive. You don't just have to be positive. No. You can feel them all. I was like, wait, are you just no, and still doing be the positive. thing that we just no, spent no, the no. last Sorry, like, I think I, I think I might have said can be positive instead of still be positive, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So you can anyway. have all of those negative feelings yeah. and also see positively. The next quote is from a chick who I'm obsessed with who has endo and lupus and she's like my – she's me. 
Okay. But she's not me. But, but she's, she's me. You. And she's a nurse. What do you mean? What she's do you literally mean? me. She is anyway, you. she was keen to come on the pod, so we should tee that up. But her Instagram handle is Life Above Illness. Uh-huh. But it's Life Above and then underscore illness. And she's just released a book recently about living life with chronic illnesses. And she's just the coolest, most inspirational, smart woman ever. And I've got a massive girl crush on you her. You do. She's so cool. But she's and she's so relatable for me because I'm like, you are you me. are me. But anyway, she put this up on Instagram the other day and I died. You know, everyone's doing those things like, they're a 10, but... But, yeah, 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 cool. And so this one, she's like, they're a 10, but they tell you, look on the bright side when you're in the peak of a flare. <laughs> a one. Like, we love Someone. her. We love her. But that is so toxic. Oh, I just had to laugh. Anyway... Then there was another one. It was like, just be positive. And then the positive has been scribbled out. Mm -hmm. And then it says, be realistic. Sometimes things are bad. Sometimes things are rad. Life's a goddamn mixed bag. Wow. Wow. What a poet. What a poet. We love it. Didn't even know it. (laughs) And then also like, be angry or frustrated at a situation. It doesn't equate to being grateful for the good health of your family and friends. The two aren't mutually exclusive. Not mutually exclusive. You can can be both. It's okay. Yes. And our society has become so obsessed with speaking positively that we're all afraid to speak truthfully. Ooh. I know. Hit them with the big ones at the end. Big, bing, bing, bang, bang. (laughs) Oh, I am, we need to go to bed. I am so hungry. Yes. And I've been whinging before we started. So can't we eat before? And Sean said no. No, I did say no because I knew that this episode would never get done if I we know, ate first. Because eating is like, just the switch off. I know, but I feel like I've got dinner fog. Like well, I'm so hungry that it was, I was driveling, as you would say, not dribbling. Dribbling. Dribbling shit. Yes. Peak always. shit. Peak shit. I know. Well, I told you that I wasn't going to do a quote. But um, I'm going to do one. Oh, you ready? okay. I'm ready. This is for you, Ben Swanson. Sometimes maybe good. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> okay. I instantly think of your brother whenever that comes uh, yeah. up. Uh, yeah. Instantly. Okay. Well, that's probably the title for this episode. Sometimes, Sometimes maybe, maybe good. good. Sometimes, Sometimes maybe shit. shit. And that's okay. And that's okay. That is okay. That is okay. We love oh, that. We love that. Anyway, right. we hope you learned about toxic positivity in this short, sweet app. Sure, it's not that short, babe. It's yeah, but there's been so much we're going to cut. Oh, yeah. We're going to cut fucking lol. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we hope you got a lot out of this short, sweet episode on toxic positivity. And we will hopefully be back in your ears next week. If all goes well. And our schedules align. We can only hope and pray to the scheduling gods. Be optimistic. <laughs> exactly. Being optimistic. But um, we hope you have enjoyed this episode and we hope you have a fabulous... Why were you? Sorry. What the I fuck? was joining in at the end. Are you supposed to join in on the so fabulous? Anyway... <sighs> Lots of you have written in about this to cover this episode too. So it was a People's Choice People's Choice Award. People's Choice Award. If we're ever up for an award, please vote for us. Like, (laughs) share and subscribe. All of the things. We haven't said that for a while. We haven't. Okay, please like, share, subscribe, rate. Leave us a little cute DM or something. Comment. That we can do some stuff with. I don't know. That'd you know. be lovely if you can. We love that. Because we would like this to continue. We've got some things coming in the future. Yes. So stay tuned. Some stay exciting with us things. And bring some friends along. Yeah, <laughs> that because would be we've great. got we need your help. 
Yes. But we we'll do. let you know when it comes close to yes, it. Yes, absolutely. All right. On well, that note, we hope you have a fabulous, fabulous week. week. Take care. Bye.